Hello and welcome to The Sweetest Little Life. I am so glad you're here. I am your host, Courtney Hansen. With each week, we will have exciting new guests to grow spiritually, develop personally, and learn how to step into our purpose authentically. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the next 30 minutes of connection with the mind, body, and spirit. Did you know that one in three adults are addicted to cell phone use? I did not want this for my kids. I found Gab Wireless, which has no internet and no apps, but they can text, call, take pictures, have calendars, and all the creative access that's needed. Gab believes in having your kids play outside and live experiences, not being on electronics. I felt safe getting my son this to avoid cyberbullying and having free access to the internet. The best part? This month, they're having a sale, $65 for the phone and $19 a month. Use code Courtney30 at checkout. Gabwireless.com. Happy Thursday! This podcast has been a long time coming and I believe in divine timing and today is a juicy information wisdom filled episode that I think every person, every listener is going to greatly benefit from. We are talking all things human design with an expert who knows all the things and really comes at it in a way that you can understand and grasp because there are so many layers to human design. It can be really overwhelming and then we quit. And so today we're breaking down those layers step by step in a understandable way that is very relatable, very obtainable. I hope you get as much out of today's episode as I did. Happy Thursday and welcome to The Sweetest Little Life. I am so excited for our chat Finally, we can meet after my thousand reschedules. How are you? I am fantastic. Oh, amazing. So I'm really excited to hear your stories. I have this passion for just hearing how people end up on the journey and path that they're on and what were the steps that got them there. So time lapse, long version, whatever you feel called to share. What is your story? Oh, we will try to make things as express as possible because <laughs> I can be extremely long-winded. So for anybody who knows, my area of expertise is in human design. And human design tells us a lot about ourselves. And a lot of my design will tell you why I can be extremely long-winded. But at the <laughs> same time, I like to sit, skip some steps and try to get there faster. So um, I actually have been in the world of human design for about six-ish years. Uh, I was introduced to it originally in this um I like to liken it to, and because this is what the person who came up with this concept, which is beautiful and I wish it had lasted longer, but it was like Hogwarts for business owners. So essentially she was bringing together the idea of the mystic and the practical into one application where as a business owner, you were a part of this like group and you learned different modalities and then figured out how to use them in your business. And so that's where human design originally came into my world. I was introduced to it by a projector, which we'll talk about that in a second. Um, and, you know, she wasn't my cup of tea, but I was like, oh, it's really fascinating, this information. To me, it was really similar to astrology. 
and mm -hmm. I thought it was cool, but I never was able to tap into astrology. I always felt like I was standing on the outside of astrology trying to figure it out. Didn't matter how many books I read. And what you'll learn from my design when we talk about that is that I am an eternal researcher. I am the person you give information to, and she goes five levels too deep to get <laughs> the information that you needed. Like I could have stopped at level one and you would have been fine, but I have seven layers behind me just in case you might need <laughs> more information. Um, and so I left it for a while and it wasn't something that really, I mean, I don't even know. I mean, I had books, I had courses, I had all these little things. And then all of a sudden in around 2019, the end of 2018, it like popped back up in my world. I don't know if it came up, in social media world or if it's just the books fell off the shelf and into my lap and said hey you need to pay attention to me so i did i started looking into it more really started looking at charting systems and looking at the information and it just it landed like i was telling you the opposite of that for me was astrology well the thing is is human design incorporates astrology which we can <laughs> talk about too so that makes no sense to me in one sense, but at the same time, now all of this stuff started to make so much more sense. You know, we're all in a different place every time something comes to us as well. And I had um, really been diving deep into my own personal journey with Kundalini Yoga, which is the other side of the business that I work with. Um, and it was it had been a very, very heavy induced practice for me so that it had opened my mind in a different way. And because of that, now when I came to human design, a whole world began to unlock and it was just beautiful. And every single time I look at my chart or I look at somebody else's chart, I'm like, wow, isn't it fascinating how we are all so uniquely created and how we are all so uniquely conditioned to not be who we really are. And so the beautiful thing that I have found and, and many of my clients and many of the other practitioners that I know in the human design world is that it gives us permission to be us. It's like writing yourself a permission slip to stop trying to fit into the world and to it, to embrace and embody your absolute uniqueness because that is what everybody else is asking for. Mm. Um, human design completely changed my life when I, it gave me a permission slip. <laughs> you know, I, it, cause I and I love that you said that we are so drawn. I got like mystical taken away there that we are so conditioned to be something that we're not necessarily built to be. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Oh, yes. And so where, where was your, like, what was the catalyst for you that you were like, this is it. This is what I'm doing. Oh, uh, that would be, <laughs> that would have been a uh, personal, um, it, you know, that would be a very personal thing. And it, it was my relationship with my, my partner. Um, and there was just a lot of struggles going on. And so I had to dig deep into who I was. And I realized that regardless of whatever happened in the relationship, on the other side of it, I had to be happy with me. And so that's where human design really kind of helped me start to lay out what made me happy and what do I really need to reconnect to? Because again, we get conditioned by the people and the environments that we're in. And so when I started looking back into my chart and realizing, so for instance, I'm a one, three manifesting generator, um, or in the world of business, I am a one, three express builder. 
So that's why I told you when I try to I mean, like, I try to get there everywhere faster express. Yes. That's where I'm at. I'm building things as fast as I can. I am jumping out of the uh, plane when building the parachute on the way down. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just knew that I had to, I had to find something and that, that one line, that one line authority, the authority and the investigator line just told me, you need to go back and do what makes you happy. And you have always said that if you could be an eternal student for the rest of your life, you would be happy. That's that investigator side in me. That's the authority in me. That's the person who wants to know more information, who wants to have that resource. And then, of course, the three line being a martyr or a pioneer. I'm also an Aries. So being the pioneer, I'm always willing to go first. I'm always been able to be like, you know what? It's okay. I'll try. I'll try it first. If it didn't work for me, then you don't have to do it, but I'll go and I'll go forward and I'll move it. And what that did for me is it just, I don't want to say gave me a permission slip because we've already said that twice. What I want to say is that it gave me the lifeline back to draw myself out of any darkness that I was in because of how much I had let other people determine who I should be or what I should be doing mm -hmm. and said, no, 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 you're not on the right path. You're not supposed to be people pleasing. You're not supposed to be liked by everybody. In fact, you're one of the people who aren't going to be liked by everybody because you're here to change the world. And the way that you change the world is that you create a ruckus, you shock people into whatever they need to be shocked into. And then you create mutations because you have opinions and you have this beautiful, I have the beautiful channel of judgment, which by the way, you do too, Courtney, if you didn't know that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love, I love that channel, but I, it, I had always been a very opinionated kid growing up. And I actually, my first trajectory in life was to be an attorney. So, you know, it was a beautiful line to actually have to actually create the, the life that I thought I wanted. But I had been conditioned to stop being so judgmental, stop being so critical, stop looking at everybody and always having an opinion about something. But that's in my design. I can't. That's who I am at my core. That is who I am. And so that's what it did for me. That's why it became my lifeblood. And I knew that if this is what it did for me, what could it do for everybody else? And then at the same time, I knew that I'm so logical. I have, I have a lot of logical circuits that I am not the kind of person who's going to give you the mystical side of things. I love the mystical side. I embrace it. I think it's amazing. I wish that I could be Dr. Strange and like move my hands <laughs> and have like these amazing graphics come Strange. up. Oh my God. It's my favorite. Um, that's, that's my like Marvel superhero, right? Like <laughs> I want to be Dr. Strange. Like I want to be able to make time bend. I want to like move things. If I could do that, that's great. But how do we utilize this information in a way that is practical, that is implementable and can actually make everything in our lives, not just our life, but for me specifically business for multi-passionate creatives like myself to make life better. Right. So when you do readings for other people, I thought it would be really cool because I know you have my information to do kind of a live reading so that people can book with you after, because there is a link that we can all book directly with you after the podcast. Yeah, absolutely. 
amazing because I was thinking I know a lot of it is kind of fear of like is this real how will this help me so I was like it would be really cool to kind of break it down and then maybe touch on um, projector generators manifesting generators what they are and how what people can expect you know working with you and what that looks like because there are so many benefits to having this knowledge about yourself and so many doors open and you get all these opportunities to truly step into your real purpose without trying to keep hitting these dead end walls. Absolutely. And it, and it, again, it's twofold. It can be life bound. It well, it can be multiple bounds. As you said, life bound, I put life, I put relationships and family all in life. And then it can be business bound where it can either be career or, you know, as an entrepreneur, solopreneur, creative, mm-hmm. preneur, whatever, you know, trajectory you're taking. But I, um, I do actually both. So I don't do so much with the life side. Um, I do general, I, I take that information because that's the information that I like to study. Like that's the fun part, but I really, uh, I tend to apply things to the business world because that's the structural brain that I have, the logical brain that wants to go, okay, I need to make this make sense. Make money. The so, inner attorney. Yes. The inner attorney. And there's, and so there are actually two sides in it. And when people are looking at my, if they're, if you're looking at anything that I post, you'll sometimes see me talk about human design. And then sometimes you'll hear this thing called BG five and BG five is actually just the business application of human design. Okay. So it translates all of that information into a business practicality because a lot of businesses not our world. Our world embraces the woo, but not all businesses embrace it. And so the information from human design could seem very woo-woo to, uh, let's say, a CEO of a company. But the information that's there has been reconfigured so that it is more digestible by the traditional corporate world. Um, And as such, it becomes similar to like a disc or a strength finders test, something that can be used in helping you building teams or building um, environments or, or putting people in the proper roles so that they can flourish in their own element, but then also help the business as a whole and an entity flourish. So we will probably touch on a little bit of both because in looking at your chart, um, there's just a couple things that I would hit on. They'd be like, oh, okay, just so you know, this makes it great for a business. This isn't so great for a business. <laughs> this is where your strengths lie in a business. This is where your strengths aren't in a business. So BG5, okay, I got to remember that. I've never heard this. I learned something new for the day. Mm-hmm. Oh, amazing. Well, just hold on to your chart because I'm sure there's more things that'll be coming your way that you'll be learning. <laughs> All right, I'm ready for it. So, um, you know, when you ever you start a reading, so in in human design, we call them readings, generally speaking, in BG5, we call it a consult, because obviously you're taking that, you know, you're digesting, you're digesting it differently. (laughs) You know, we want we want to make it so that you can it's palatable for you. Um, The very first thing you're always going to have someone give to you and information is your type. And it's very similar to, of course, having your astrological sign. So it gives us a general grouping of who you belong to. Now, a lot of times what happens is that we fall into that and then we don't leave that world and really differentiate ourselves. So essentially we're just homogenizing ourselves into a new category. But the point of that is not to homogenize yourself to become another 
builder or a generator as you are. But the, the point of that is just to give you some general things that get you started because even if you just apply the foundational information that you get out of a reading, it can make a huge impact in your life. And it, it just shifts everything magically. It's, right. it is, it's like magic. So being a generator is who you are first. And what that means is that you have a sacral. So if, every, if anyone here is familiar with the chakra systems, the chakra systems is where the center concept, center or functions in BG5, we call them functions. Those centers that you look at, if you were looking at a map, that's where they draw from. However, unlike the seven centered chakra system that we are normally used to, uh, human design uses a nine centered being approach. So it's an, an, an evolution of who we were into who we are. And what that did is it brought in emotional intelligence. So um, authority is your, uh, your solar plexus, your emotional intelligence is your authority. Um, but the sacral center is kind of that foundational basic place if you were looking at a seven centered being as a nine centered being but the sacral center basically means that you have this magnetic energy that when it is revved up properly when you are responding to life in a way that just makes you excited you have boundless amounts of energy now that does not mean that you have boundless amounts of energy for everybody. Neither should you have boundless amounts of energy for everybody. Hmm. But 70% of the world is a builder type. So that means they're either builders like you are, a generator, or express builders, manifesting generators like I am. Because of that, if you have 70% of the workforce that is builders, and you've got this other, these other four, three groups, other three groups that are trying to figure out how do they work with these people who have boundless energy, you're going to utilize them to make them worker bees. So a lot of times generators feel like they're not special because they're so generic. They're so everywhere. Everybody's a generator, and, but they've been homogenized. They've been conditioned to understand that they're supposed to be here to work. That's but, interesting. I'm so taken back. I've always been told I'm a manifesting generator. I maybe I have the wrong time on yours. 12:32 p.m. Let's take a look. 12:32 p.m. on September 3rd. Nope, March 9th. March 9th. That is the reason why. So yes, I'm like I don't think I'm a generator. Nine. I was like, this is not resonating. <laughs> nine three. Well, you would still have the same qualities. There's so far I haven't told you anything except for the emotional part. And nine March 9th, no, you still have the emotional part as your okay. This is yes. all fascinating. Yes, I have to actually change two charts. Hold on real quick because I have two different charts pulled for you. Um, I like to again cross reference my information, <laughs> which yes. I probably should have done before we talked. <laughs> I'm like. I probably should have said, you know, by the way, let's just double check your birth date here because sometimes when it comes through, you know, like when you have the nines and the threes, yeah. Like, oh, wait, which way is that? Did they write it so it's in the order that I named it in or the order that they would normally take it in? Oh, that's so funny. I know. I'm Zero like, wow, five. this is all new information. 
Wait, hold on one second. Pulling the rest of this one. Um, the audience is all at their chairs like, like oh, what? I can use this in my business? Oh my gosh, absolutely. Um, but even still, like you do have, um, you would still be a sacral being, which is the generator type or the builder type. You are still, yes, you are a manifesting generator. You do have your solar plexus. Your emotional authority is your, and you're a two, four. So not much has changed. <laughs> um, from what I've talked about right now, no. Okay. From what I've talked about at this point, everything is still the same, except for we hadn't talked about your profile. And the profile is what we call um, your public role in BG in the BG5 world. Um, and that makes it so that it kind of, you are a natural um, networker. You're a natural optimist in, uh, in the human design world, we call you an opportunist. That four line is an opportunist. And some people that rubs wrong, and I'm going to get up on my little soapbox here for one second, um, because you, there are kind of two paradigms right now going on with the human design world. There are those that are traditionalists that are staying true to the original language that are staying true to the original teachings and those that are trying to modernize it. Mm -hmm. Those that are changing the language, those that are um, making it nicer and more palatable. So here comes the soapbox. I come from a traditional world. I come from the world of the node, the nod um, in, in, in the yogic practices. So a nod is a vibration and a vibration has a specific frequency in which it impacts something or anyone, right? So each word that we choose to use has a nod. That means that each word that is put out there, each keynote that we look at has a specific frequency. That frequency is going to impact you in a way that is going to result in change. When you begin to change the words, you change the frequency at which the person is being re that's receiving it. When you change the frequency, you've now changed the ultimate outcome that they could have from that. Human design wasn't brought to make you happy. Honestly, it was here to waken you. It was here to help you to see where you're not being you and where you're being something that you're not. But if you're content, if things are happy, if things are resonating with you, there's no need for change. So by changing the language, we are disservicing, in my opinion, we are disservicing the impact that words and the power that words actually have. Mm. Coming off my soapbox. <laughs> that whole fun lesson thing, you know. I, I, it's, it's never you know we never change when we're comfy no you don't and the point is is you've got to have some level of discomfort in order to make change absolutely so the word god i love having meeting ah. we need more of the more real raw there's so much fluffiness you know and so taking it back to traditional like this has been around forever you know it, people knew so us modifying it or changing it I completely understand your soapbox on what you're saying and it makes a thousand percent sense to me and I am not saying that there is an interpretation I'm not right. saying that you you aren't here to interpret in fact that's what you are here to do that's what your outer authority is here to do but again if I change the word from come to go 
the resonance is different. And so what you are responding to is going to be different. So my interpretation is going to be different. And the perception, yes. So even though you might not like the fact that you and I both share the gate of shock, which is the gate 51, and that we are here literally to light the world up and shock them into movement. Some people don't like that. They don't like that opportunist. It's if you have a problem with the word, then maybe you need to figure out what your association to the word is. Maybe you need to go back and reflect on how, why, why is that a negative connotation for you if that's the case? Oh, I got to share. When I first came on my healing path, I, there were certain things that people would say that would just, it was like sandpaper, right? On my mm-hmm. skin and it was horrible and I couldn't figure it out. And so I, I was ridiculous. I was the biggest nerd. I used to have to carry around a notepad and when people would say certain phrases or anything, I would literally have to like clench my teeth and not respond and start writing down. And then I would go home and sit with it and have to figure out like, okay, what memory does this come from? Why does this piss me off so bad? Mm-hmm. And it all came back to childhood and things like that. But it, w- it was really amazing to me how I had gone through my entire freaking life being pissed off and angry, thinking everyone else was the problem and playing this victim complex instead of realizing the root of the actual problem was all me. Oh, for sure. Because (laughs) who wants to admit that they have a problem? Yeah, never. That stings. You know, when it's so much easier to point the finger, way easier. And our society has taught us to do that. Absolutely. That's the other thing about human design is human design is designed to help you take your autonomy back, to take your personal authority back. Because we've been cut off from our bodies and been taught to think, think through things. Well, the 95% of us, you and I are both, we have open heads and open ajnas. We aren't designed to think. We can process, but decision-making strategies when they come from the mind are 99% of the time going to be wrong Mm. because we are rationalizing. We can't rationalize our way through life, but we can have a body sensation specifically as manifesting generators with a sacral feeling you also with the emotional wave of like deciding when things are good for you. Um, it, it, it's that body sensation. You know, if you, if you think about it, if there was a time when you had a guttural reaction response to something and you're like, Oh yeah, definitely going to love this. That's probably a time where things came out well. Hmm. versus a time when you're like, well, I'm going to do this because I think that I should. (laughs) Notice the word I used. (laughs) I think I should do this. And what happened? It probably didn't come out the way you expected. Oh, yes. (laughs) I mean, we all have that story. And like I said, 70% of us are generators. We're we're generator types. We're manifesting generators, express builders, builders. Uh, we're designed to be responding with our body as are most of us. And so when we begin to learn to make decisions, following that strategy, the strategy that we have our own internal authority, Mm. it helps us to be able to move forward in every aspect of our lives in such a better way, because we aren't waiting. We're not giving our authority to somebody else. We're not looking outside of us. So for specifically for us as business owners, we, how, how often are we looking for the next latest and greatest thing? 
We're looking for somebody to have the perfect plan for us. We're looking for somebody to tell us what the next keys to success or the 10K months are going to be. But that's us giving our personal authority, our own autonomy, our sovereignty to someone else. Ooh. When we do that, we no longer have the ability to make decisions for ourselves. We're expecting somebody else to have the answers for us. And then we get pissed off when we don't get the response or we don't get the, the outcomes that they expected us or promised us. But we may not even be following our own plan. Right. And in the world where, I mean, it's, it's hard because even scrolling on Facebook, there's so much data input being thrown at you on make a 10K month, spiritually align your business, do this, do that. I can't even scroll down without having 20 ads pop up about uh, that. Uh -huh. like, oh, I should do that. I should do that. I squirrel. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and that's, that's that open head and open Ajna, the squirrel, just so you know. Oh, beautiful. Um, I do it often. It's, it's also the manifesting generator because manifesting generators are here to dis and designed to be lit up by a lot of things in life. We are literally designed to have squirrel moments because by going and doing all the stuff, we have the extra energy and we have the extra effort to move forward that other people don't have. There's not another type like us. There's not another type like any other type, but I am very particular to manifesting generators because we have this like massive quality, a massive impact that we can make and we can move extremely fast. We move at two times the speed of everybody else except for manifestors, but they don't have the energy to keep up with us. Um, <laughs> but we have to make sure that we're aligning our energy properly in order to. So coming full circle back to before we, we figured out that we were looking at the wrong chart, coming full <laughs> circle back to that, giving our energy to, right? We need to be highly guarded of our energy because our energy is the resource that makes the world go round. But if we give our energy to everything, then nothing is going to be exciting. Nothing is going to be impactful. We have the resources that everybody else wants. Generators and manifesting generators. That's why they make up 90% of the world. They literally build the world. That's why they're called builders. But you have to be able to use your own authority to decide what to swing at. It's like a batter, right? If you swing at every ball that's pitched at you, you're going to strike out. At some point in time, you have to start learning what is designed for you to swing at and what do you just let go by? Because it was a ball or it was, it's going to, it's going to hit you and not the bat. You have to be able to make those decisions. And when you start to learn to work with your strategy and your authority, that's when you get to be smart about your energy. And that's when you get to decide what your energy is to be used for, instead of letting the world dictate to you how to use your energy. And in a world that's so busy, where do you know where to swing the ball? Do you direct people on that according to their chart? Absolutely. So okay. in your chart is where you start to look. You start to look at the things that are in your chart. Number one, where your strengths are. Okay. So your functions are where your natural strengths are, your, your solid gates. So if you're looking, if anybody's looking at a chart when they're listening to this, and if you're not, go home and grab one. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, you, we can leave you a link in the, in the show notes, I'm sure, of how to go yes. grab a chart and um, be able to look at it. But you'll see that there's colored centers and there's uncolored centers. There's gates that are lit up and then there's gates that are 
um, not lit up. So they'll like have a circle around them so that they are defined. So we call those defined and undefined centers. And your defined centers define where you have consistent energy, where you have consistent gifts and strengths and traits. Where you're not lit up is where you are here to do your work in life. It's here where you're to learn, to get your education, to get your gain your wisdom. And then through that, you're able to utilize those gifts to help other people, whether it be through your business or whether it be through life and sharing, being a teacher, whatever your particular path is. So that's where those functions are. So when, when I do a session with someone or we're looking at their, um, their BG5 business and career path, uh, we're looking at what's defined and what's undefined in your chart. So just quickly looking at you, you have a defined route, which means that you have adrenalized pressure to do things. And that adrenalized pressure goes through to your uh, solar plexus. You actually are in this channel of mutations. So you have a lot of uh, emotional waves that go through there. Um, and, and you may find that at times you have uh, really high emotional highs and really low emotional lows. You may Amen. find yourself to be very fickle about certain things. Um, certain things you just, you know, one moment you're in absolutely love and the next moment you're like, I don't even know what I was thinking. <laughs> but that's because you're under a heavy mutation. There's, I'm not going to get into it because there's a whole nother ball game. So if people want to check out 2027 and what's coming towards us in terms of mutations and how the chart's going to change, Go look that up on YouTube. I would highly suggest looking at a person called Lavina Archer. She's amazing with that information. I'll throw a link on the show notes too. Absolutely. Um, but your solar plexus is where be you're going to get pressure to make decisions through your solar plexus. Your solar plexus is going to take and give you emotional intelligence, whether you're on a high or a low. And if we're going backwards really quick, just so that you are following your particular strategy, you would want to make sure that you understand that there are no, there's no certainty in the moment and that you can't make a decision on a high or a low, but you really need to be in a neutral space for you to make a decision that is yours, that isn't being influenced by somebody else. Mm. Um, then into your sacral, you have energy um, that is charismatic. Um, so you have this natural energy draw to you because of your charisma. And that actually then connects to your spleen, which gives you um, a very intuitive. You actually have three of the gates in your spleen lit up, all intuitive, all pointing towards, well, two of them are pointing towards the throat, which is our manifestation center. But in order to get to your throat, you like to go through your ego, your will center. And your will center has three of them lit up. And the, one of those is the channel of surrender, which is also the channel of persuasion. So as a person, generally speaking, you will have a very good way with words and are, they have the ability as a natural networker, which is your design, right? Your profile is a natural networker to persuade people to do things. Obviously, that's a power that can be used for good or for evil, but <laughs> I'm all aka my husband. No, I'm just <laughs> but it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful channel to have. And knowing that you have that power of persuasion, you bring that power of persuasion into a big 
um, into big group environments as well, which is a very strong trend and a very strong trait to have if you're in a big in-group environment. If you're in a corporate, you need to have persuasive people, people who have power with words, because then your power continues through up into your throat when you have the, the only line of the tribe you speak for the tribe, your actual voice, the only gate that you have lit up in your throat, which connects to your will, is the power of the people. It is the, the throat. It is the voice of the, of, of the people, of the tribe. So you are looking to make sure that the resources are there for everyone, that there is equality for everyone. In a sense, you are, <laughs> but you're the only person who's willing to speak up for them because you have this power. But because of that power... Um, it is, it's called the queen line or the queen or the king gate. Um, you don't like to be in groups. You tend to really hate being a part of a group because you have this, you don't like being managed. You like to have this autonomy to your own self. Um, this sovereignty. I'm so hard. That's like, <laughs> I was just going to say this doesn't resonate because I hate being around people in big groups. Okay. You that that's the beautiful thing is you have these strengths, but because you have the, the gate 45, specifically because of the gate 45, because it's the king and queen gate, you don't want to be a part of groups. You have you look over the groups, but you don't want to be a part of them. What a double-edged sword that is. Exactly. It gives you this weird, I mean, and that's, you'll find this a lot in human design. You'll find that you, your body is designed to do one thing and your, your mind or your personality is designed to do something else. And you, the whole, it's a game, it's experiment. It's right. like, it's like somebody rolled the dice and goes, the universe rolled the dice and okay, okay, she gets this trait, this trait, this trait, and this trait. All right, let's see how they work together. <laughs> Bingo. Yeah. I and I and honestly I really believe that that's I, I mean not in a, such a literal sense but I really feel like that's how the world has been created is like I want to see it's all an experiment that's what human design is right. there's no there's there is science that backs it because we've got quantum physics but if you wanted to say oh well where's the science it's an experiment and that's what part of science is science is experimenting with information and once you experiment I can't tell you what is going to work for you? I can give you clues. I can look at your chart and I can give you guidance. That's why I think a lot of people who call themselves human design coaches aren't using the right terminology. They should be using guide mm. because it's not my job to tell you who you are. It's not my job to tell you what to do. My job is to give you information to guide you into your own design because you're the only one living it. There's no right. one else who can live your design. I love that you called it a guide because I feel like when we are at this desperation level, which let's keep it real, when people usually go searching for answers, they're at some sort of desperation level or something has happened in their life where they are no longer satisfied with their current state. And so reaching out to someone, we, we sometimes look for someone that has all the answers or that is going to give us this magic wand of making things all better. And so not having that classified as a coach versus a guide is is amazing because with you you're able to really break down like here is the information do with it what you want but it may work it may not versus I'm going to fix all your problems and put a band-aid over it and make you feel better absolutely not in fact I'm probably <laughs> going to make it worse because I have the gate 51 and I'm just going to hear and sit here and prod at your your wound until you figure out what to do with it you know <laughs> 
Um, I'm poke the bear. I'm just going to keep poking the bear. The only other gate that I have or um, center that I have not talked about for you that is defined is your um, identity center. And you do your G center or your identity center. You do have a defined identity as well. So you have this innate ingrained sense and actually you have a, a, a full channel that goes up there from your ego. Um, you have this innate understanding of who you are and kind of had this underlying um, confidence of where you're going in life, the sense of love and identity and direction, uh, as well as you hold the, uh, gate two, which we actually just left gate two. Um, so the gates transit all year long. The sun transits through all of these gates. So we just left gate two uh, the beginning of this week. And I actually hold gate two as well. And gate two is the, the visionary. Um, it is the gate that it's where the, what we call the magna magnetic monopole sits, which is, gets into more of the, the mystic side of the human design part. But essentially it's like the, the key holder, the driver for the car. But without the 14, which I don't have and you don't have either, we have no direction to go. We can't go anywhere. We, we just have this sense of like, I know I need to go somewhere. There's a vision I have. There's this big thing I want to do. But you're looking for the resources. So we tend to look for, this is the next kind of lesson that I'll pull in here really quick, is that we're looking for opposites. The opposites attract. Mm -hmm. Concept is so true. We want to feel whole. And you are a split, which basically means you don't have access to all of your energy all the time. You actually are cut off from your root and your solar plexus, but everything else is connected. So you're looking for somebody with a gate 12. You're looking for somebody with a gate 40 and 37. You're looking for somebody with a gate 18 who can give you a sense of connection. So all of a sudden you feel whole. I have a 12 and I have an 18 for you, by the way. Um, so you have this sense of wholeness where you now all of a sudden have access to all of your energy, which is then what we talk about as well in your in putting business environments together because opposites are going to attract. So there's certain polarities that are going to pull and gravitate to you because you help them to feel complete. And this is where we can stop competing as business owners. We can stop competing as solo entrepreneurs because our tribe is looking for us. There are specific things, there are specific gifts, there are specific traits, there are specific strengths within our own personal design. When we start to look at them and to really start to contemplate them and begin to experiment with them, that we can see, oh, I'm a, you know, I'm a positive polarity here, that, which means I need to find a negative because if I find another positive, we're just going to bounce off each other, right? Right. So you literally are magnetizing people to you if you know how to utilize that information, if you actually lean into it. So I have a question for the ego aspect. I know probably a lot of people in the audience are going ego bad. Oh my gosh, our space mm. will be there. Can we touch on that? Absolutely. So there's two senses of the word ego that I use when I'm working with clients. There's the small I ego, which is your mind, actually. 
So this is where your mind takes into the shadows. So for you, your shadows tend to show up in your mind, in like your actual head center and your Aja center. This is where your fears of not knowing enough. This is where your fears of not having certainty come in. So that's the small eye ego. That's the small eye that's, that keeps us, I like to call her the inner mean girl, who keeps <laughs> us from being who we are designed to be. And we all have an inner mean girl. Oh, we all have an inner mean girl. And like I said, she's her, she's, she is the small eye who looks to the shadows that says, oh, so for instance, I myself have an open ego. The open ego center is that the fears that are there is that I'm not good enough, that I have to prove myself to other people. So I'm constantly, again, with the open head, the open Ajna, the open, I, I also have an open G center and an open will. All of those things, those fears are, I don't know where I'm going. And because of that, I can't prove who I am and there's no certainty. So I can't really show you what's going to happen, but I have all these ideas that keep coming in. That's that inner mean girl monologue that keeps us paralyzed and won't allow us to move forward. Now the ego center, when it's defined, means that you have a strong sense of will, a strong sense, you have a, a willpower. Willpower is what we actually call it in um, in the BG5 world. That that willpower to get things done is not something that 90% of the world has. <laughs> there's a very few, there's a very uh, small grouping of people who actually do have defined wills. And when you have this strong ego, it's also, it's connected to the, the, the spleen like i told you and that's that power of persuasion yes those that have a defined ego have tendency to have the power of persuasion they tend to be able to uh to, to just influence people so when you have a defined will when you have a defined ego it's not necessarily a bad thing it's just that you have this this capability to influence it's an influencing kind of uh power. So knowing that you have an inf uh, at this influencing kind of power, also having a defined G center, it's really important for you as a coach, as a business person, um, as a salesperson, depending on your mentality, I guess, to allow the people that are making decisions with you, about you, to work with you to be able to do that in their own energy. So that means you not being around. That means understanding that you have this power of persuasion. You have this power to influence people, but know that because you have that power that you also are responsible with, with you know, great power comes great responsibility, right? <laughs> you need to be able to pull yourself away from that person and say, you know what, go be in your own, own, own energy and make this decision because you automatically influence them. Mm. So it's a superpower for sure that a lot that 90% of people do not have, but knowing you have that superpower, again, it can be used for the power of good. It can be used for the power of bad. And so as coaches, as creatives, I always tell people, listen, if you know, you have this, you want to make sure that people are making decisions from their own autonomy and they're not being influenced by you because a lot of times when, when you've influenced somebody and you drag them into something, they're either going to be resentful in the long run or it's not going to work out as planned. Absolutely. My gosh, so much to process. 
And there's, I mean, we're just hitting the highlights. We're like the tip of the iceberg. <laughs> yes, exactly. This human design is like an ice, is, that's probably the best analogy. There's so, so oh. much on the surface. There's so much awe and wonder that you can get just from the surface that you don't even get 90% of the time when you're talking to somebody, you don't even get below the surface. You can't even see the depth. No, it's like shadow work on crack. It's beyond. Yes. <laughs> like really? Yeah. And I think that's another thing because I had actually started looking into shadow work too. And then I saw, and then like it brought not like a direct one-on-one correlation, but right. it, it was like, I was looking at shadow work and I was starting to investigate it. And then human design said, shut up, come back over here. We got no, you girl. It brings it deeper because I, I'm a huge advocate for shadow work. I do. It was a huge modality for me in my own personal healing journey. And I use it with my clients, but mm-hmm. Human design is so interesting because as you're speaking, there's so many things that I've done shadow work around, but you said something and I'm like, oh, that kind of hit weird or, you know, I felt it in my yeah. stomach or I kind of flipped a little bit there. Um, but it brings up different emotions that resonate on a, such a deeper level. So I'm, I'm so curious for the audience, if you guys are listening, I would love for you to email me with whatever your results were, because this is, I, I want to know where it stinks for people. If it's just me or if this is normal. I think it's normal. And if it's not, then I'm not doing my job right. Because, you know, remember, I have that gate of shock. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I got I to gotta pro- poke the bear. I know. I'm always so talkative. I'm sitting here. I'm like, I just have to process this podcast. It's so much information. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's beautiful. You, um, your chart, you are, you are defined from the throat down. So the only open centers you have are your inspiration function, which is your head and your um, conceptualization function, which is your Ajna. And those are two really great superpowers from which um, my one of my focal points is actually profit potential. So we talk about selling from our openness, from our wisdom, because our wisdom comes through our openness. And so when we are selling from those two places for you, you're selling inspiration, number one. <laughs> and number two, you're selling a certainty. So by coming and through and learning this modality or by coming through and learning this for me, you're selling the inspiration of learning because if we have open heads, we're always looking for inspiration. We're always looking for learning, but then we're also looking for certainty that we're going to have that comes from that. So you will be a better person on the other side of this. When you come and learn this modality, when you come and learn this information about yourself, you're going to be, this is your certainty. Uh magic really and truly (laughs) like on so many levels okay we have I could talk for hours on this um we have to I'm gonna talk to you after the podcast I have to book an appointment with you where can the audience if they want to book a private session with you go because I know a lot of people are probably on the edge of their seats like that's it I need this in my life yeah, absolutely. So the best place to go is to come find me on Instagram because that's where I spend all of my time. That's where I put up all of my information for everybody for everything. So I'm at the HD Yogi. So human design Yogi. Um, and in my bio, there's a link for whatever the latest and greatest that's going on, um, whether it be a human design uh, reading or a BG5 consultation or my um, VIP days, which we take all of this information and actually imp- start implementing it into your business and create a realignment if you're already in business or create alignment with your design so that you can start working in effort with effortless flow instead of in 
for instance, you frustration, because you'd be that's that's the other side of the satisfaction that we get as generators. Right. That fun spot that we hang so often. But it's not a bad thing. So I, I mean, I don't, I don't know exactly how much time we have left, but I wanted to make sure I'm like, you know, we have two guideposts, we have satisfaction, and we have frustration. And when we're doing things as generators that are lighting up the world, we are satisfied when we are not doing the things that we think that we should be doing, and we are getting frustrated, it's a good sign that we're off track and that we need to realign and we need to relook at something that something isn't right in life. You know, one thing I, I'm like, I know I'm kind of jumping ahead really quick because we didn't mention the other types. We've been talking about manifesting generators the whole time because we're both generators. <laughs> we need like a part two. I know, but I just want to put out there that the other types are all non-energy types. So whereas the manifesting generator and the generator, the builder and the express builder are these people that have this boundless amounts of energy. There is then the projector or the advisor who is here to guide specifically and manage the energy of generators. They're, they're excellent in doing that. Um, and then there's also uh, the manifestors who are really here to design to initiate. They're initiators. They're designed to get the ball rolling. And then we have our evaluators or our reflectors. Those are here that to really to become a mirror to the world, to be able to be objective and be able to see the world on a big picture plane and say, hey, these are the things that need to change. <laughs> right. And so with projector and generator, manifesting generator, all the things, is there with relationships? And I know we, we really do need to do a part two if you're open to it. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Okay, cool. I'm like, I have so many questions. Um, with the relationship status of it, are there better fits than others? Like, can you have two manifesting generators together? Is it a projector and a generator fit good together? Like, what does that aspect look like? It actually, um, so there is uh, multiple. Oh, I'm opening uh, up like a giant can of worms. Here yes, <laughs> you are. So there is a whole, there's a whole part of human design that focuses on partnerships um, and whether it be partnerships in business or whether it be partnerships romantically. And then you also get family dynamics, which become the penta, uh, the penta in family dynamics, but the penta also becomes small group uh, if, if for a business. So there are ways of looking at charts and being able to see where people are going to be harmonious right. to each other or where they're going to be have dissonance. And it gives you a good idea of like where people might have complications. Mm. So for instance, my partner is a generator. I am a manifesting generator. So we both have sacral energy, which is nice because it generally means that you're able to keep up with one another, right? So generators, manifesting generators, fantastic. We have the 1858 channel. We share it. However, I have the entire channel and he only has half of the channel. So that means when we get into uh, judgment of things, it's really it, it to create a harmonious relationship there. The person who has the dominating channel should be the one who wins that argument. The other person should realize, hey, I only have half the power here. I might as well just surrender. I got it. Okay. 
Well, and this would go for business, right? Too, like if you're working with people that are not going to jive with your energy, or that it's going to be a constant power struggle. A hundred percent. The most ideal solopreneur. Exactly. Okay. Absolutely. Yes. And okay. that's exactly it. In partnerships, you can do that. Now, when it comes to the Penta, we're only looking at three specific centers. And in the Penta, there are specific gates that we're looking at, of which you have two that we would look at, but they're both lower strengths. So again, I already told you, you don't like to be in small groups because you don't like being managed with the 45. It automatically takes you out of groups, but you probably wouldn't see before feel heard or seen in small groups because you have strengths that are managed, not strengths that are necessarily recognized for what they, what their gifts are when they come into a Penta. And the Penta is a whole nother ball game. It only takes from each individual what it wants to create a whole. It's like a vortex. It doesn't take your entire design into consideration. So you have strengths outside of the Penta that it doesn't care anything about. It just wants to know how do we create a, a stable environment. So when you get to three to five people and working together, it's nice to have a stable environment. And there's certain key elements that are going to help keep it stable. And then when somebody leaves that group, you'll see how the dynamics of that group will change. Shifted, yeah. Oh, makes so much sense. So, because I could see how if you are running a business and you have you know, you, everyone can relate to this, that there's drama in the work field or that someone's having this huge power struggle or that there's too many idea bringers and not enough executors. So I, I could see how if you were able to, I feel like it should be like mandatory that everyone does a human design reading before working somewhere. <laughs> well, and that's, and that's the, the intent of BG5. The intent of BG5 is to become that next level of DISC because it goes beyond. What I always hated about the DISCs and the strength finders tests and things like that yes. is that I could manipulate the test. Depending on the, the job that I'm going for and what I think they want to hear, I would change my answer. I don't know oh, about for you. Sure. I'm, I'm like straight up. <laughs> <laughs> straight up honest yeah. I would change my answer based on what I know or think they want to hear Absolutely. you can't change your birth information and that's what your human design <laughs> chart is based on there's you no cheating here no there's no cheating so I'm gonna know exactly where your strengths are and you the thing is, is you may never have been recognized for one of your strengths because you've never been in an environment that's actually been conducive to your strength being brought out of you. And that is another beautiful thing that human design brings us is it also lets us know again, because you're a split, you actually don't work well by yourself because you need, you don't have access to all of your energy. You can work by yourself for smaller periods of time, but ultimately one, because you're a generator and we are here to respond, we need other people. We need to put other people in the mix. And two, in order to gain access to your full design, you need to have other people in the mix. Do they have to be a physically in your mix? Like, do they actually have to be a part of the conversation and what you're doing? Not at all. Going and working in a coffee shop, guaranteed you're going to have every design in there. Almost every gate is going to be lit up if you've got a full coffee shop. And guess what? You get to borrow that energy when you're in that environment, whether you know it or not. Which is where the vibe comes from. Exactly. Ah, okay. That makes perfect sense. That whole like attract like thing. So everyone can feed off of each other's energy within an environment like that. That is a group setting. Yes. And so then when we go back to the energy types, you were talking about partnerships like projectors. My son is a projector. He does not have sacral energy. 
but he can amplify the sacral energy that he gets from both his father and I. So when the hat happens, he being an emotional authority tends to get overloaded if he doesn't disconnect from those resources and take some time away from everybody else, which then fries him out. So you have these people who will burn out, especially around 30, you'll see a lot of projectors begin to burn out because they're conditioned to be generators. They're conditioned to work, 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 work. And then all of a sudden you get a projector who realizes that they aren't designed to work, work, work. They don't have this energy, but they've been actually borrowing energy from other people all this time. They begin to fry their own circuitry. And this is where burnout comes in. This is where the lackluster in life begins to come in. This is where Depression. fatigue, fatigue. <laughs> yeah. This is where all of these negativities that come into our lives, these health issues, these physical reactions and physical responses because we've been burning ourselves out for so many years. So how so, does the projector recharge if they hit that burnout point within their lives? You said they actually, 30? Yeah, they actually need to disconnect from things. They need to actually spend more time in their own energy so that they can begin to recognize when they are being amped up by another energy source. So they can recognize what their normal status is. So 2020 was amazing for projectors and all of those <laughs> who don't have generator energy types because all of a sudden now they were starting to work in their own environments. And a lot of them realized how much better and more efficient they were. And they worked a lot less because they weren't being inundated with this energy that wasn't theirs. And then trying to figure out how to use that to get all the stuff done. No, they're masters of systems. That is what projectors are. They are masters of systems. They are masters of figuring out how to do things in a way that is unique to them, but also very masterful in a way that they can guide other people on how to use that energy. Oh, okay. That makes perfect sense. I know some projectors. Well, I know one of every one, but it's interesting because what you're saying is so dead on. I can see all the in-between spots here of where the burnout would come or where the energy would come and within partnerships, how you could, it could be really damaging. I'm trying to think of how to nicely put this, mm -hmm. but I'm not, I, I'm not good at fluff, but how they can't it could be up really toxic. Yeah. Right. Projectors cannot keep up. Manifestors cannot keep up. Reflectors cannot keep up with generators. Right. They need to know where their limit is. But and because, have hard boundaries around that. And and have hard boundaries about it. And know, hey, um, I'm I, I I need some time away. Like I just need to go and be in my own space for a little while. And then once they disengage, once they decharge essentially, so they're instead of plugging into a battery pack, they're deplugging and draining all that energy out of their system. Um, then they can come back in and be them yeah. because they're instead of amplifying everybody else's energy. Uh they're, they're, oh my gosh. Okay. We're doing part two. <laughs> I was like, I have so many questions. Um, I just think this is so useful for people to really, even if it's small tidbits, which I think is how you have to really start off to be able to, our minds to grasp it. Right. Maybe that's just me. Absolutely. Um, no. I think small tidbits, um, but being able to really utilize how to fill up your cup fully, because I, I, and especially with coming off of the years that we've just had. And I feel like we went from complete hermit mode to complete back activated, which I'm exhausted and I have, I can go, go, go. So I definitely feel that for the other ones, ways that we could start to fill up those cups, ways that we can start to really feel energized and feel full after 
a completely different world has kind of shifted over the past six months. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And being able to know what, what is, what are your strengths? What are your, I won't say weaknesses, but at the same time they are, you know, we all have strengths. We all have weaknesses. Even Superman had a weakness. Absolutely. We all have points at which we need to take care of ourselves and our weaknesses are the points that we need to take care of ourselves. So knowing that, you know, both you and I share an open head, knowing that we have inspiration that comes in from everywhere, we need to know when to stop, when to disengage from that information and when to allow those ideas to just sit as opposed to trying to actively act on all of them because we have all this energy. Um, (laughs) Oh gosh, I could get up on another soapbox here, but uh, you know, one of the things that I've been, the TikToks, um, TikToks are reels and there's a, I do this and I also do this, but I really like doing this and I love doing this. I'm like, great, but that doesn't mean you have to do it all. Mm-hmm. Um, you are designed to have a zone of genius. You are designed, even though you have multi-passionate, and this is what I try to tell my multi-passionate creatives, even though you have designed to be multi-passionate, even though you are designed to have interest in everything, everything does not have to be your focal point. You can have (laughs) interests and not have everything be your niche. You are your niche. This is the beautiful thing that we learn when we come to human design is you are your niche. You're not fitting into anybody else's mold. So how can you be anything but a niche, right? But at the same time, you don't have to do this and this and that and this and sell real estate and you know, all of these, and it's not necessary. What you need to do is to find the fractals that align with you because we're all designed as fractals. We are all a part of our of a big crystal, right? So your crystal, there are little pieces of you all over the place, right? Your crystal is a part of one big whole. And all of those pieces are going to come together. And guess what? Each of them has a zone of genius. So if you could go and find some of those, y'all could all work together and have a beautiful synergy. And this is how we are designed. If we were working it in in alignment with our design types, our manifestors would be the ones initiating the ball and getting things going. The generators and the and the projectors would be working together to make things happen. The projectors would be managing the energy to make sure things are done efficiently. The uh, advisors would be making sure, like I said, that that projector managing the energy to make sure things are going and the evaluators are there to make sure everything is being done correctly, being done fairly and helping to manage everything else from the outside without being judgmental. Like they don't have a a perspective because they're a reflection of everybody. Absolutely. And this is really collective healing right here. When everyone does their own part. Yeah, exactly. So be a part of the whole. Don't have to, you don't have to have the whole pie. You You don't have to be the bakery. (laughs) You don't have to be the pole. In fact, don't think of yourself as the whole. Think of yourself as a part of the big picture. And when you start thinking about yourself that way, then you start looking for the other pieces that can complete you. And when you're looking for those other pieces that are completing you, you're completing them. And enough, and, and, and that's where the healing comes in. Absolutely. And I, you know, I was laughing when you were talking, not at you, but because, you know, I, I hit burnout like eh, once a year, like a, a really good one, right? And it's because I, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna, I'm doing influencing, and then I'm gonna do, I'm gonna open a holistic healing center, and then I'm doing therapy, and then I'm gonna teach yoga, and then I'm gonna do an Airbnb, and then I'm gonna open this, and 
eventually I can manage it for a while and it's sustainable until I crash completely and burn because I'm giving like 10% of myself to all these different projects instead of focusing on one. So when you said that, I'm like, I can only imagine the audience, how many people are like, oh my gosh, yes. For sure. I mean, and that's, that's, a, that's a big challenge for manifesting generators. Not to say that other types don't have similar, you know, issues or similar, you know, uh, complications, I guess, in their life, but right. it's a very, very big one for manifesting generators is that they want to do everything. And because they've had so much energy to do so much for so long, they have been, but are they really being effective at what they're doing? Absolutely not. <laughs> Just... <laughs> She's like, case in point. No. <laughs> done and done. The inner attorney comes out. <laughs> I love it. Love it. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, I'm going to email you after we're done and schedule part two if you're up for it, because there's just so much to unpack here. Um, and I could literally make this a three hour podcast. <laughs> uh, yeah, sadly. And that's human design. And, and that's why, you know, generally speaking, when we, when we do an initial consultation, um, we try to keep it to a 90 minute consultation and that doesn't even get you like, it's just when we're talking about BG5, that gives you the first six of 16 success codes. Holy so God. we're giving you six success codes because you got to wrap your brain around those first. And, and it feels like if you've never heard anything about human design, it feels like you're, you're drinking from a fire hose. And the answer is yes, you are. You are drinking from the fire hose when you start digesting human design information. So a lot of times, again, it comes back down to two things. What is your strategy? What is your authority? starting to learn those two things. And I used to hate when I heard people say that it's, there's so much more there is what I would say, because there is, but the point is, is if you take nothing else away from this, but you learn to begin to bring your own autonomy back into you, your decision-making strategy, mm. how much will your life change when you make decisions with certainty and confidence, because it, you know how that decision is made within your body and not just from your mind. It's truly connecting the mind and body together when you tap mm -hmm. into this, like on mm -hmm. a whole new level. Oh, yeah. The yogi and me loved it. Uh, oh, <laughs> and I that's know, also... like, my inner <laughs> self is so happy hearing this. Yeah. Yes. And that's also why I bring um, Kundalini Yoga to the picture as well in, in the somatic practices. But it's of all working. Connected. It is. It's because it's then working with your mind. If your mind is what is, is distracting you, like what are the techniques that we can use to actually help you to realign your mind or, or to quiet the mind so that you can actually do the work in the body. Absolutely. And honestly, if you really want to know the truth of all this information, it's all there to distract your mind so that the body can do the work. Mm that's all it's all it's just designed to distract your mind so it's focused on this and your body can actually do the work that it came here to do it can be free uh-huh everyone's like i'm gonna need to ponder that for the rest of today oh yeah <laughs> yeah yeah that's a good one to leave it with that is a good one to leave it with Okay, well, I'm going to email you shortly because there is so much to unpack here and I definitely want to schedule a part two. And for the audience, I am going to put um, some YouTube videos, some good stuff in the show notes, as well as where you can actually take a test to find your human design in the maps that we were talking about and discussing so you could follow along during the podcast episode. Absolutely. Yeah. Yay. 
Beautiful. Well, we will be in touch so soon. And thank you for all your wisdom today and what you're doing in the world and truly being a change maker. Absolutely. It was my pleasure being here and um, having a great host to talk to. Thank you. Have a good day. All right. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you have a takeaway or something from the conversation that really just resonated within your heart center, I would love to hear about it. Please leave it in the comment section so we can give you more of this content. As always, please subscribe, save, and sharing is caring. We love you to pieces. Have a beautiful and blessed day.